The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Total Career Success with Ken and Cheryl Dawson. The mission of this radio show is to enable every listener to achieve their career aspirations and advance their careers, to achieve their potential, and meet their financial goals. Now, here are your hosts, Ken and Cheryl Dawson. Welcome, everyone. Ken and Cheryl here, and we've got a special guest with us today, Bill Conaty. He's former Senior Vice President for Human Resources of GE, General Electric, and is also co-author of The Talent Master's. Leaders today face many challenges after two years in, a, in an extremely tough economy. Much focus has been placed on the unemployment numbers and the excesses that created a global, well, financial mess, to put it bluntly. Nevertheless, leaders are also aware of the importance of retaining their top talent. Our guest today led the talent processes for what has been the gold standard in talent development, General Electric. And Bill Conaty has tremendous insight to share on how to be a talent master in your company and why smart, smart leaders put people before numbers. Stay with us for a fascinating and informative discussion. To give a brief a background on our guest, uh, long recognized as a world leader in his field, Bill Conaty engineered the management development and training programs for GE as Senior Vice President of Human Resources for 14 years. He serves uh, or has served as chairman of the Human Resource Policy Association and the National Academy of Human Resources, where he was named as a distinguished fellow. He he advises CEOs of major companies around the world, is featured in national media, and is active as an international speaker. Welcome, Bill. We're honored to have you with us today. Great to be with you, Cheryl and Ken. Well, Bill, you had a long career at GE. In fact, I understand that that's you know where you started and, and where you retired. And I did to the top of um, you know the the HR function, serving under both Jack Welch as well as uh, Jeff Emmelt. And you obviously were doing something right along the way. <laughs> you know, what do you do, attribute your success? Well, I, I would attribute. Uh, I, I spent all forty years of my my working career, uh, first working career with GE, and I started on a, uh, actually on a manufacturing training program in upstate New York, and went through a series of, uh, of six-month uh, rotational assignments for three years, which gave me a bit of a grounding, and uh, I would say, Cheryl, that probably what was uh, uh, most beneficial to me is that I was always uh, very flexible, very adaptable, and very mobile. I uh, I ended up moving around about nine times with uh, with General Electric, and uh, uh, never took anything for granted. Uh, at least I knew I was with a company that was uh, uh, put a very high premium on people development, and uh, I just tried to. 
do the job I was on today better than anyone had done it in the past and uh, never campaigned for the next position. And uh, fortunately, things paid off for me. Bill, what um, you and I talked a little bit about this during uh, or before the show, but uh, I've been following uh, Jack Welch and J.E. for many, many years, and um, you in particular have been uh, a formative leader in the human resource area um, in terms of um, pioneering as well as creating many of the uh, very, very innovative people management skills uh, that uh, are used today and will be used in the future. Could you kind of share with our listeners uh, some of your insights into that background? Sure. Uh, you know, first of all, Ken, I, I would say that, uh, you know, this whole concept of uh, people development and robust succession planning and that is something that's been institutionalized in a company like GE. Uh, it was there certainly prior to Jack Welch, and I would say what Jack Welch did is turbocharged the process when he became the, the CEO. So, so my role in the, uh, in the human resource side uh, covered everything from CEO succession planning to negotiating labor contracts with, uh, with the 14 uh, unions that we had inside the company. So uh, working hand-in-glove with, uh, with Jack Welch, who was the uh, CEO who hired me into the, the top position of human resources in GE back in 1993, uh, was incredibly uh, uh, developmental and uh, uh, and certainly uh, rewarding for for me personally. So I think being on the same page with uh, with the CEO, uh, making uh, making the human resource function a legitimate business partner was was probably the uh, uh, maybe the most rewarding thing. Maybe the the legacy that uh, maybe I I left with uh, with the company. Uh, and, and, but having the opportunity to work for a guy like Jack who was open to really wanting more out of the human resource function uh, as a business partner was, uh, was instrumental in, uh, certainly in my success. And we, we also talked a little bit earlier, Ken, about the fact that we had uh, in GE a tremendous amount of tools uh, like a what we called a GE University in Crotonville, uh, in upstate New York, which was, which was really our talent development center for high potential leaders and uh, uh, leaders that we felt had uh, uh, had real high potential. We could send them off and spend a month in in a setting with other GE leaders from many different faceted businesses in the company. Uh, the company has such a broad portfolio that uh, leaders learn from each other as well as the instructors in a place like Crotonville. So, uh, you know, the, the fact that we had a company that was obsessed and dedicated to talent development made my job a lot easier. And as I mentioned earlier, which is, I think, one of the critical uh, uh, 
areas of, uh, you, know, you know, you guys have done so much in so many areas. Uh, I, at the time, worked for a company called General Telephone Company of Florida in the management development area. We used to bring our top executives from GTE and from all over the world. And I remember uh, using an awful lot of your materials, as we all did at the uh, at the center, with our top executives. And uh, so I just want to pass on to you that you've been... Uh, a real pioneer in this human resource area and people management area, and uh, and many many people like us at the time uh, kind of looked to you guys as the pros. Well, I think the you know one of the keys there, Ken, is the uh, is the continuity and the consistency of uh, of a place like Crotonville. As you well know, when companies when companies get into tough times, when uh, uh, when business gets tough and the financials get tough, uh, oftentimes the first thing that gets cut is the training and development processes. And I can say that in my whole 40 years with GE, uh, Crotonville was never uh, sacrificed as a, uh, uh, as a cost reduction center. It was always viewed as a place to uh learn to grow to bring new initiatives in uh to kind of help the company through tough times so so the fact that uh, uh you know it was never cut back dramatically in bad times uh has has made it uh such a uh, critical part of the success of the company here uh going forward and and uh, we invest about a billion dollars a year in GE, in training and development, and the majority of that is focused at, uh, uh, to the learning and development efforts at Crotonville. Well, you obviously uh, put your money where your mouth was, and uh, well that's, said. that's what people well said. You know, so much respect about GE and, and of course, yourself. Well, tell us uh, here before we're going to come quickly on a break here, but why do smart leaders put people before the numbers? Well, our premise uh on, on the people before the numbers is that uh, uh, people create the numbers. The numbers don't create people. And the other premise is if you don't have the talent, you're not going to have the numbers. So we talk about no talent, no numbers, uh, you know, pe- people before numbers, with, with, with the premise that you've got to have good, uh, bright, smart people uh, with uh, with certainly a game plan that they can execute and a strategy that they understand uh, to really drive the numbers. So, uh, you know, we, we just feel that taking the time, uh, dedicating the resources to developing robust talent succession plans and talent development plans uh, is going to give the best companies the competitive edge. Great people want to work for great companies that they think care about talent development and uh, companies that can help them develop their careers. So, uh, you know, our whole premise on people before numbers is is just as simple as that. Well, and the and the research proves you out, uh, Bill. As do um, you know when you can look at the uh, results in in Wall Street and. And on the company's uh, bottom line, and and in their stock price, and, and the whole range of financial measures, you know, you talk about uh, Bill the importance of um, HR as a business partner, really, and that's 
you know the buzz buzz language in in the entire <laughs> community these days. Yeah. But how about the other leaders in the organization? You really integrate them into the process as well, right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, in in uh, uh, I think I think the interesting part of a of a GE is that we have uh, a set of processes. Uh, one might be around strategy. Another is around operations and budgets. Uh, another is around people development. And, and, and talent development. And I think the unique secret sauce of a GE is that we don't look at those separately. We look at them as kind of unified processes. And when we're talking strategy, we're also talking about people. When we're talking about people, we're talking about strategy and operations. So, so we've been successful in integrating those processes together, and I think that's what's given us a real competitive advantage. Oh, there's no question about it. And we're going to be talking more about that as we get into the next segment uh, when we return from break. So stay tuned. Opinion. Can you hear me? Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you dissatisfied with your current job or not earning what you need or deserve? If you're looking for a better job with better pay to enjoy a better life, go to BetterJobBetterLife.com and get our seven free videos that will jumpstart your future starting today. We'll teach you how to create a cycle of success with the right mindset and plan of action. Get the interview you want with a world-class resume. Make your references work for you and beat the competition. Network your way into the hidden job market for better jobs and faster placement. Research more effectively. The key to more job leads, stronger interviews, and higher pay. Turn your interview into an offer-winning performance. Get the money now by negotiating from strength. Thousands have successfully used our proven techniques to make their dream job or career a reality. So grab our seven free videos that will transform your career. Go to BetterJobBetterLife.com. Income Property Investment Talk with Peter Mosca and Dean Issa provides homeowners and investors eager to invest well in real estate the knowledge, resources, and tools necessary to generate significant wealth. Our focus will be the paradigm. Live where you want. Invest where it makes the most sense. Listen live to the brightest minds in real estate investment every Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. That's Income Property Investment Talk with Peter Mosca and Dean Issa, where America learns to invest. Are you unhappy with your life? Looking to get unstuck from your rut? Are your fears of happiness, love, and success holding you back? You deserve a second chance. Tune in to Second Chances with Susan Armstrong. Each show will help you find your inner success. Whether it's financial success, relationship success, or the happiness and freedom in your personal life. You'll hear from Susan and some of the most influential guests who are talking the talk and walking that walk. Second Chances airs live Wednesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. 
listening to Total Career Success with Ken and Cheryl Dawson. Do you have a question or comment for the host about today's show? Please send an email to tcsonair at tcsworldwide.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. Ken and Cheryl here, and we're talking with Bill Conaty about the Talent Masters. And in the last uh, segment, Bill, you talked about the integration of the various um, processes, not just talent development, but also the strategy uh, aspect of the company and the operational and how you integrated those. I found that fascinating and um, very important to the success of building a, a culture of development. Can you tell us a little bit more about how you can create that culture for development? Well, I think that at least sure what what I've seen in the companies that I've worked with uh, outside of GE that most companies have similar processes to GE. They'll have a strategy process, they'll have an operational budgetary process, they'll have a compliance process, and they'll have a people process. So when they look and and come and benchmark GE, they'll say, well, geez, you know, we have one of those. We have something that looks like that. And we have something that looks like that other process you just talked about. What they fail to do is to integrate those. What what they do is they're all one-off processes. So today we're going to talk about strategy, Mm -hmm. and we're not going to talk about anything other than strategy. Or today we're going to talk about budgets, and and then today we're going to talk about people. Well, we have separate processes for each one. But never are they 100% dedicated to uh, what you think you're going to be discussing that day. When we have a people process uh, review, a human resource review, uh, which we have religiously in all of the GE businesses, uh, if we go out to a business that's, uh, that's having some real difficulty uh, on the financials, we start that meeting by saying, Hey, what is really going on here uh, with the finances? Uh, what what's what operationally is wrong? Where where uh, so so we start the meeting even though the meeting is supposed to be focused on people. We start with getting at the core business issues, which which very quickly uh, usually uh, turn to people issues. Uh, it's either a bad organizational structure. Uh, we might not have the right leaders in the right spots. So one goes to the other. So you always keep you always keep the business in mind first, and then you zero in on the particular process, whether it's people, strategy, operations, compliance that that you're uh, intending to talk about that day. So so that that's that integration that I talked about versus saying, you know, okay, we've got a people issue, that's next month's meeting, we'll, uh, uh, we'll, we'll put that aside, we'll put that on the back burner until next month. Uh, no, <laughs> we, we do it all at the same time. So, so having that, uh, that flexibility to be able to, uh, you know, move from a business process uh, uh, to a people process, and, and, and by the way, in a company like GE, the people process, the human resource process, is viewed as a business process, not an HR process. That's good. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's it's viewed as critical to the business. I've told people that after all my time in GE, if if I tried to uh, 
if I tried to convince business leaders that they should do away with the uh, human resource review process, uh, they, they would throw me out of the room mm-hmm. because they've assumed leadership of that process. Excellent. Uh, HR has a role to facilitate it, uh, execute on it, and, and make sure that it stays front and center. But without CEO commitment and business leader commitment, no process is uh, uh, is going to realize its full potential. So, so I think you know back to uh, uh, separate processes versus integrating those processes uh, and doing it on a uh, real time basis is is really a differentiator, I think, for companies like GE. And, Bill, in my opinion, that is exactly what separates GE from so many companies. I can't tell you how many times I've had conversations with or met with CEOs of companies who give lip service all of this and say, gee, that's nice, but, you know, it doesn't really have anything to do with the bottom line. And, right. And they just don't get it. And, right. I mean, all the way back to Crotonville and yourself and Jack Welch and, you know, so many things. Which it, but, I, you know, one one. Uh, specific area that you might want to comment is on on Crotonville when you have your management development sessions and that you said you get right to you know what's the core issue and and you know one of the themes that I always loved was all organizational issues are people issues right and if you don't get to them and identify them and and truly identify your superstars and separate them from the rest of the crew and you know, all the way to uh, how your top executives are chosen based upon very specific skills, abilities, and talents. And they literally are uh, uh, looked at as it relates to their skills, abilities, and talents against each other. And, right. And, and right. that's exactly how uh, uh, MLT, uh, as an example, was chosen as your CEO. Right. Exactly. No, and I think your your point about Crotonville is, you know, I've all, we we've always viewed Crotonville, uh, our GE University, as kind of the central transmitting station for GE values and culture. Mm. And you know, I'll also say that, uh, and and probably a lot of people don't know this, but uh, the quarterly the quarterly CEO, the Jeff ML, formerly Jack Welch. Uh, sessions, two-day sessions, which we call the Corporate Executive Council. That's the top 35 people in the company. So it would be your corporate leaders. It would be your top CEOs from from around the world. We meet uh, for t- two days every quarter at Crotonville, at Crotonville. So the meetings occur there while there are uh, lots of learning courses, learning and development courses going on simultaneously. So the top 35 leaders of the company are at this facility for two days uh, and at breaks and at dinners and uh, uh, open sessions. You're interfacing with the future leaders of the company. So the future leaders of the company are there to learn, to grow, to develop. And who do they see but the CEO, the CFO, the SVP of HR, the general counsel, all the top business leaders uh, of the company there uh, for two days a month every quarter. So, uh, and it's it's really a, a great, uh, you know, a great tribute to Crotonville as the place that 
we actually do these, uh, and and it keeps us grounded uh, with uh, you know integrating and mingling with uh, young future leaders. Uh, I was probably with the company for ten to fifteen years before I ever set sight on someone with a CEO position. Uh, young leaders in the company now uh, might see that CEO in their first year, uh, so it's it's important that people can see, touch, and relate to the role models of uh, who they might think they'd like to be someday in their career. Well, I think that's one of the things that comes through uh, very uh, as a very interesting point uh, in the Talent Masters book, uh, Bill, is that um, your leaders are uh, involved in the actual learning process. They don't just show up for, for a short or, or to answer right. questions. I mean, they're they are presenting and part of the development process itself. Absolutely, and and that's something that has evolved. Uh, Crotonville has been around. Uh, it's I think it's about fifty five years old right now, but it, it has been contemporized and, and evolved over the years to the point of, I would say, right now we probably have about a. Uh, 80-20 blend of uh, internal leaders who are instructing the class and then external, uh, 20% external top mm-hmm. uh, business school professors and experts in, uh, in you know, particular topics uh, uh, around the world. So, so what, what's, what's interesting is people who go there for, so to speak, higher GE education get a great external view of, you know, what's happening in the world from world-renowned business school teachers. But more importantly, they get a real grounding as to how that actually works as a practical matter inside a company like GE with successful role models who have not only sat in their uh, in their classroom chairs at some point in their career, but also are leading major functions or leading major businesses within the company. Bill, I remember distinctly uh, <clears throat> using much of that in our own uh, management development sessions where we would literally uh, sit and interview uh, executives uh, for hours and hours. On, and, and they're, you know, I mean, coming to Crutonville is, uh, boy, it's what a wonderful academic experience. Well, it's also a very, very competitive experience. Precisely. It, when it, when Jax and yourself come in and, and get these guys one on one in front of the entire group, and uh, boy, it's your time to shine or it's your time to go down in flames. <laughs> it is. I mean, it, there's an upside and a downside to that situation, and but but the uh, uh, the beauty of it is in in GE, if you get the opportunity. Uh, an endorsement from your business to go to an executive level course at Crotonville, it's a big deal. I oh, mean, yeah. it is, you bet it is, it's a rite of passage. I mean, it is a, uh, it's a huge deal. And, you know, there were days that I can remember way back uh, pre, pre-Welch where the people that actually went to Crotonville, Crotonville was the consolation prize. Uh, the person who got the big job uh, at the time was the winner, 
and the person who was the runner-up usually got to go to Crotonville. It, <laughs> it, it, it was a way to keep that person in the company. Absolutely, retention. A retention, but but the but the top per- people did not go there. Welch changed that. That's right. Dramatically tipped he it upside did. down, and now and now if people from the businesses appeal and say. Look, Cheryl and Ken are scheduled to go to a one-month uh, executive-level course at Crotonville, but they are so critical to our business right now that we can't lose them. Uh, Jack would say, go to hell. They're going to Crotonville. Exactly right. And that's, that's the real key. And I, I would say that occurs in very few companies. Well, it's uh, very important uh, to have that continuity. And for people who go there, then, or in any leadership program that follows this model, to see that you don't get to that position by accident. It's because you've learned, you've been there, you've done that, and you've also produced the results as well. So we're going to have to take a little break here, Bill, but when we get back, we'll learn more about the principles of the Talent Masters. So stay tuned. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you dissatisfied with your current job or not earning what you need or deserve? If you're looking for a better job with better pay to enjoy a better life, Go to BetterJobBetterLife.com and get our seven free videos that will jumpstart your future starting today. We'll teach you how to create a cycle of success with the right mindset and plan of action. Get the interview you want with a world-class resume. Make your references work for you and beat the competition. Network your way into the hidden job market for better jobs and faster placement. Research more effectively. The key to more job leads, stronger interviews, and higher pay. Turn your interview into an offer-winning performance. Get the money now by negotiating from strength. Thousands have successfully used our proven techniques to make their dream job or career a reality. So grab our seven free videos that will transform your career. Go to BetterJobBetterLife.com. Zoom Leadership. It's the big picture issues of the day, up close and personal capabilities of leadership, and a desirable future of constant renewal. Zoom Leadership. It's the economic crisis made clear, patterns and perspectives of leadership, and the importance of changing the way we pursue our future. Join host John Schmidt every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time. Zoom Leadership. An inside look at what's really going on in business, government, and civil society. Tune in every week on the Voice America Business Channel. Frankly Speaking About Cancer is a program designed to empower survivors and their caregivers to deal with the social and emotional challenges of cancer. Drawing on resources from wellness communities throughout America and abroad, the show will invite physicians, researchers, nurses, social workers, patients, and caregivers to share their advice on how to live a better life with cancer. Join host Kim Tibaldo, President and CEO of the Wellness Community, Tuesday afternoons at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. What it comes down to, ladies, is that defining line between been there, done that, and ain't going back, baby. 
Yeah, I've heard them call you yuppies and baby boomers, maybe even dolls, babes, darlings, sugar, and sweetheart. But I say that women are truly amazing. Join Dr. Marlene for Amazing Women, Brains, Beauty, and Style every Wednesday afternoon at 2 Pacific, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Listening to Total Career Success with Ken and Cheryl Dawson. Do you have a question or comment for the host about today's show? Please send an email to TCS on air at TCSWorldwide.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. Ken and Cheryl here, and we're with Bill Connedy with GE. And, uh, we, uh, well, he's not currently with GE, but has had tremendous history and now is uh, consulting. Well, we've also consulted in talent management, uh, Bill, for many years and also assisted companies and outplacement and career career transition. And we've seen that in many situations, extremely talented leaders are terminated or laid off for what appear to be the wrong reasons. How can a rigorous uh, talent review process minimize the chances that companies will lose valuable talent? Well, I think, and I, and I, what you said is a fact. Uh, you know that sometimes people have been removed for the wrong reasons. But I, I would submit that it, it uh, that the answer to that is having an incredible amount of intimacy with your talent. I mean, we knew Jeff ML today knows, and Jack Welch and I knew uh, we knew our top six hundred executives in the company extremely well we knew how they performed uh... we knew what their interests were we knew what their strengths were we knew what their development needs were we knew their family uh... so we made it personal and and we developed an intimacy that would certainly dramatically minimize the uh... the chance of someone being removed for the wrong reason uh... we we talk in the book about an example of a young uh, 40, 42, 43-year-old uh, technologist in the company that we had promoted in the mid-'90s to a company officer, to vice president of a, uh, of a whole technology function for our power systems business. A big job. Well, through no fault of his, all of a sudden we started having major problems with our uh, turbine engines, uh, and we were having huge, huge customer issues, and we were missing our financials, and uh, we had to make a move. Now, it wasn't this individual's fault, but he happened to be the individual on the job at the time. So we had to bring in someone who was far more experienced in the gas turbine world than, uh, than this particular individual. This particular individual would have been absolutely fine under normal circumstances, uh, and those were the circumstances that we saw when we put him in the job. But as the situation changed and the external environment changed uh, and the world came crunching down, we had to make a change. Now, what we did with this individual, normally that would be the kiss of death in a company like GE or any major corporation. We told this individual that, 
while he was being sidetracked in his career now, that we felt that he was the kind of person that had the right values and uh, uh, and, and the right uh, GE kind of uh, results uh, that that we wanted him and we saw him as someone we felt could make a great comeback in the company. Now, we, meaning myself at the time as the senior corporate VP of HR, and Jack Welch is the CEO of the company, called him into Fairfield, Connecticut from Schenectady and gave him that message directly. And while he was feeling pretty terrible about the whole thing and probably contemplating whether to stay or go, because he could have gone to any company he wanted to outside of GE, uh, he decided to try to stay and stick it out and work through adversity, uh, and he did a phenomenal job. He was promoted back to the level that he lost within two years, and today has been promoted uh, five or six years ago to a senior vice president in the company and is in the top 25 leaders of the company. Now, in most companies, he'd have been gone 10, 15 years ago. He'd have just left because he would have felt that he was, uh, he'd been knocked off a career track in a company that uh, uh, would be viewed as a company that wouldn't give one a second chance. Uh, but today, he's a tremendous asset to the company. Uh, he showed us what he could do dealing with adversity. Uh, and we find out more about leaders when they go through a rough patch than we do when they're running a perfectly... Uh, uh, upside uh, uh, business. So uh, I think that's an example, Cheryl, of intimacy, of really knowing that talent and giving that talent a signal from the highest levels of the corporation that we still love you and we think you're an asset to this company and we want to keep you. And, Bill, and that is such a critically important message to top management and organizations. And one other area I'd like you to address, which uh, so many people who listen to our show are top HR executives, and they, we've been doing this about two years, and we have uh, very, very talented guests like yourself. But one specific area, and I won't get into a lot of detail, I'd like you to, but it has to do with, uh, and I Quite honestly, I don't remember exactly the time frame, but uh, it had to do with uh, GE's doing very well, and uh, everybody's just doing wonderfully. And Jack says, well, no, we're going to change our culture. <laughs> I mean, everybody's saying, what? You have got to be kidding, Jack. Well, uh, share that with our guests. It's a fascinating story. Well, I, I, you're, you're right on. Uh, Jack is a guy that... Uh, uh, he eliminated, if, if there ever was the word complacency in the GE dictionary, it was eliminated the day he became CEO in, in 1981. Uh, I, I was in good businesses, bad businesses. I was in a lot of businesses in GE. But even when I was in the best of GE businesses, uh, he always uh, made us feel like the competition was within a half an inch of our tailpipe. And he would just drive strong businesses to to think, look around corners, be aware that the competition is uh, uh, is always looming, and this this whole feeling of 
uh, raising the bar. He called it raising the bar. We, we, what you did for me yesterday or what you did for me last week or last year is great. That's wonderful. Uh, but, you know, you were rewarded for that. It's now about what are you going to do for me today and where are you going to take me going forward. So there was never a day in my 40 years with GE and certainly my, even my last 15 in the, in the top job where I ever felt that I could lay back in my chair and kick my feet up on the desk and say, uh, you know, I've had a hell of a great career and uh, they owe me the next couple of years. It just, it's just something that's out of the uh, value system, out of the culture. And so it was this continuous drive for excellence. And being number one was great, but being number one, uh, as we saw yesterday with the New England Patriots, uh, all of a sudden uh, the team that was supposed to win the Super Bowl uh, is knocked out uh, by a competitor that uh, uh, was unlikely to do it. So, so. Ken, there was there was always this uh, this tremendous intensity to to be better, no matter how good you were. So uh, I think that you know just pervaded the uh, uh, the entire culture and value system of the company under under a guy like Welch, and and has maintained that uh, same uh, uh, same feeling under Jeff ML. Absolutely, and and I was about to say, uh, Jeff Emmel is a perfect example of, uh, uh, if you will, the, the cream of the crop rising to the top. Who I'm sure throughout his career was, uh, you know, looked at and analyzed and critiqued and compared against all the other executives in the company. And as I remember, you had four executives, all of whom were vying for the top position. And Jeff came out the winner. No, that's ex- that's exactly right. That's exactly right. And Jeff had a patch in his career uh, when he was with the plastics uh, division, where he uh, he missed his numbers uh, uh, a couple of times. And Jack uh, Jack sought him out at one of our annual meetings and said, "Jeff, I love you, but <laughs> if you don't get this thing together." Uh, you know, you're go- you're going to have to leave. And Jeff was the first guy to say uh, he was trying to. He said I was trying to avoid Jack during that whole meeting, but but he caught me, and he said I knew exactly what he was saying, and nobody understood it more than me. Uh, he fixed the situation. He righted the ship, and uh, you know, then ran a couple of businesses after that, and ended up the CEO of the company. Well, that's just a fascinating story. Uh, shall we, I guess... Well, and through, uh, throughout the book, uh, Talent Masters, you give a lot of great examples like that, which is one of the things that's really compelling about it, uh, Bill. Well, we are going to take a break here, but when we return, we'll talk and recap the principles of Talent Masters, so be sure to stay tuned. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you dissatisfied with your current job or not earning what you need or deserve? 
If you're looking for a better job with better pay to enjoy a better life, go to betterjobbetterlife.com and get our seven free videos that will jumpstart your future starting today. We'll teach you how to create a cycle of success with the right mindset and plan of action. Get the interview you want with a world-class resume. Make your references work for you and beat the competition. Network your way into the hidden job market for better jobs and faster placement. Research more effectively. The key to more job leads, stronger interviews, and higher pay. Turn your interview into an offer-winning performance. Get the money now by negotiating from strength. Thousands have successfully used our proven techniques to make their dream job or career a reality. So grab our seven free videos that will transform your career. Go to BetterJobBetterLife.com. Michelle Kors Six Degrees is your connected consciousness. Six Degrees is what comes around, goes around radio. Committed to delivering a fresh perspective on thought-provoking, investigative information that can change your life. Six Degrees connects you to the social and emotional scene and is your trusted advisor from finance to romance, mainstream to metaphysical. It's a positive, upbeat look at life, love, and the pursuit of passion. Get connected Saturdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to Patricia Raskin Positive Living on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This program brings you practical and inspiring principles for living a more authentic, engaging, and passionate life. Patricia's guests will give you a formula for connecting, giving, forgiving, and miraculous living. So tune in and call in to Patricia Raskin Positive Living Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. It's practical, positive solutions for a happy, empowered, and successful life the internet's number one talk station number one talk station voiceamerica.com you are listening to total career success with ken and cheryl dawson do you have a question or comment for the host about today's show? Please send an email to tcsonair at tcsworldwide.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. Ken and Cheryl here with Bill Connady, and we've had a tremendous amount of information already that we've covered. Bill, one of the things that uh, when you talk about uh, drive for excellence and continuous improvement and so forth, one of our uh, longtime friends and HR um, leaders that we've worked with over the years uh, said about Job Search a Total System that it's really a leadership book because in it we emphasize the importance of continuous self-improvement and demonstrating in one's uh, resume and also in the other process of when you're uh, marketing yourself not only your skills and competencies but how you have contributed to the bottom line. And one of the areas that we often have to help our clients is in measuring their contributions to the development of their direct reports and the employees in their departments. Why should uh, leaders and companies put a high value on those who can demonstrate their ability to assess, develop, and retain talent? Yeah. Well, our our whole premise is, uh, and it's and it's right in sync with uh, with your book, is that. The companies that that get it uh, with an enlightened leadership team, starting with a CEO, that really see uh, talent as their competitive advantage 
are going to be the companies that win in the future. I mean, this isn't about social work. This is about driving people systems that create value for the company. So if we were doing all these things and the company was continuing to lose money, uh, then, you know, we've got, a, we've got a bad business model. So, you know, what, what we zero in on is companies that, that we say, we call it an enlightened leadership team is one of the uh, top principles of talent masters. But I also say that it really does have to start with the CEO. If the CEO isn't totally committed to uh, talent planning, development, succession planning, uh, then I guarantee you the rest of the senior team uh, takes their lead from the CEO, and they're going to be disinterested in the topic. So it's got to start with a CEO and go, go top to bottom. Uh, and we, we also talked about differentiation and measuring people. I mean, this isn't a soft science. This is saying that we want people who can perform. We want people that have great values. So we always looked at people on two spectrums. We looked at their values, how well they fit with the culture that we want in a company like GE, and how do they perform? Do they get results? If, if they've got great values and don't get results, we'll try to do whatever we can to help them on the results side. Maybe it's a different job. Maybe it's uh, shoring them up with resources. Uh, but if you don't have the values and you aren't producing results, uh, you're out. And, and it's no, no apologies. Uh, I think it's not a, it's not a macho thing. It's not a, uh, it's, it's not a hard thing to understand. It's, it's just companies have to have a set of values, they have to have a set of objectives, and they have to have a set of bottom-line results. And we've come to the conclusion that with the right people and the right kind of processes and systems uh, dedicated to uh, making people better, enhancing their careers, developing their skills, is, is the kind of culture we want. Uh, you've obviously got to have a set of, of working values in the company that are something that aren't just a bunch of words on a big sign over the receptionist desk that nobody believes in. They've got to be values that, that play in to how people are appraised, how they're assessed, what you expect of people, uh, how we want them to behave, and, and what we want to be going forward. So, uh, you know, that's another element. Uh, and this whole topic of candor and trust in the system and rigorous assessment processes, it's, it's very easy to give people feedback on their strengths. It's a little more difficult to wind in a couple of development needs. But what we talk about a lot in the book and practiced over the years is that a development need is just that. It's a development need. It's something that you need to address, and it's something that you need to get better at. It is not a fatal flaw. A development need only becomes a fatal flaw if you never address it. <laughs> then, then you may have a fatal flaw, and you've got a real problem. And so, Bill, the critical next step after an organization, and this is what we talk about in Job Search the Total System, is 
even if you no longer are with that organization or you're moving on in your career, you have those skills, abilities, and talents that you learned and take those to your next organization or in your case and ours, go out and become a consultant and do all you can to further the cause. But whatever you do, don't give up on your values, skills, and abilities that you've learned and take them with you. A perfect example is executives that we've counseled with who have listened to what we said. They talk to a CEO, and the CEO says, I'm bringing you in as a subordinate of mine, but you're truly a mentor because you're teaching me what I need to know that I missed early on in my career. Now, just think through that. I mean, that's amazing where a subordinate comes in and is basically mentoring his CEO in the company mm-hmm. based upon what he's learned over the years. Yep, yep. I, I think the big thing there, I think that's exactly right. You take what you've learned uh, uh, with your values, your culture, your strengths, and it's also a time, if you are moving to a, to a new environment, to really be mindful of the development needs that have been pointed out to you. You know, that you, that you do something about those and you address them and don't just carry those over uh, to the new environment. In fact, uh, you know, GE has contributed uh, a lot of great talent who, who might have missed out on that next level at GE, but they went on to become, you know, CEO or it might have been a VP or whatever level they might have missed out. Uh, they become uh, uh, something uh, similar in another uh, career, another company, uh, possibly another industry, and their careers are advanced in the process as well. Absolutely. In fact, the last time, Cheryl, I did a count on that, it, I was up to some 40, 40 some GE execs that had uh, departed from GE and became, uh, you know, major CEOs of, uh, of other companies. Well, and uh, just think through, uh, you know, Jeff took the position, and the three that didn't all went out and became CEOs in other organizations. Within a week. Exactly. (laughs) Within a a week. That's a perfect example of... That's a classic one right there. Yep. Well, share with those who um, are in smaller, mid-sized companies. Maybe they don't have as many rich opportunities as you're talking about uh, with GE and some of the other major companies that have similar systems, how can they become masters of their own talent development, so to speak? Yeah, I, I've addressed uh, a number of a number of small business councils here in the last month or two, and we just and have one minute here, Bill. No problem. And what I would say is, look at the principles that we talk about in the book, the seven principles of talent masters. They relate to big companies medium-sized companies, and small companies. It's just that each one has to customize it for the industry they're in and the size that they're, that they're dealing with. But the principles of talent mastery remain the same. Absolutely, and we encourage everyone to get a hold of talent masters. Which is a, what's the best place to do that, Bill? Well, I think you can do it uh, through Amazon.com. You can do it at the local... Barnes and Nobles or Borders bookstores. Uh, there's uh, uh, should be on the shelves in most places these days. Well, I encourage everyone to get a hold of it. Not only does it talk about the excellence of GE, but there are a number of other companies that are talked about throughout the book. We didn't have a time really to address that, but thank you so much, Bill, for joining us today. Tremendous interview, and uh, we wish you the best in your consulting. Thank you very much. Great being with Bill, you. Bill, take care of your partner. Okay, Ken.
Thanks again for joining us this week on Total Career Success with Ken and Cheryl Dawson. Remember to join us again next Monday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific, here on the Voice America Variety Channel.